are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. Follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going? It's going great. How about you? Going well for me. Also, it's it's fall break in my area. That means no school for me this week, no school for the kids, more time for uh, for fantasy football, more time for, I, I better say more time for family as right. well. I better sneak that in there. Uh, but, but we know the truth there, uh, <laughs> Matt, it is Tuesday. We are now five weeks into the NFL season. I can't believe it. Uh, things really start changing from here though, because starting, uh, this, this coming up week, we've got the bye weeks to mix in and some of them, especially week seven are going to be a major challenge if you're out there and you haven't checked your buys for week seven, you better do that right now because they are, uh, oh, there's so many teams, so many good teams on buy that week. Uh, lineups are going to be very different uh, here in a couple weeks. But because it's Tuesday, we're ready to talk some dynasty transactions. And as always, we'll start with some waiver wire targets. And again, as always, unfortunately, most of these are based on injuries that were suffered around the NFL, a couple of them quite serious. Let's start in Seattle. We saw that Thursday night game started out pretty promising between Seattle and the Rams, uh, but it ended with an, uh, an injury to Russell Wilson and his finger required surgery. He's out at least four weeks. That sounds like that's probably the best case scenario. Uh, Geno Smith is going to be the new starter for Seattle. Matt, I, I thought Smith, under the circumstances, looked pretty good. Of course, he uh, he, he threw that interception that, that killed any chances that Seattle had for, for a comeback. But uh, all in all, I, I was pretty impressed with him, given what we know about, about Geno Smith. Oh, I thought so, too. I thought he came in cold off the bench, played very well to, in tough circumstances. Of course, it's different in the NFL when the opponent, in this case, it's going to be the Steelers, you know, have have a full week to prepare for you and know that's what they're getting. But the opposite works true as well. I mean, Seattle has a nice long week here to, to deal with this mess. And I think Seattle is now officially a non-playoff type of team with Smith there instead of Wilson. But that doesn't mean he can't help your Superflex team. Yeah, I think, you know, with a month-long injury, even if it's six weeks or or I think I heard eight weeks thrown out yeah. at some point too. So even if it's up to two months, I don't think that hurts uh, the dynasty value of a guy like DK Metcalf. But what about Tyler Lockett? I know you were already concerned about his long-term value anyway. Uh, he's that big play receiver, inconsistent. We saw that already this year with with a couple huge games to start the season, and then a pair of uh, a pair of quiet games lately. Uh, how worried are you about Lockett specifically, uh, even in dynasty in that long term format? Yeah, I own him in a bunch of places because I was just shocked how cheap he, you could get him. You know, in the off season or in startups. 
Um, I think people mm-hmm. have this misconception that he's an old man or something all of a sudden. And way he ended last year obviously left some bad taste in some owners' mouths. I get that. I also think Eskridge was drafted to certainly take the Lockett role more than the Metcalf role if going forward, but they really needed a third. Um, I guess that's a good point, though. I mean, if you have less time uh, in your situation and six to eight weeks of it or without your the quarterback who adores you and throws your way a lot, I guess it hurts him a little bit. I mean, I still think he's a, he's an every week starter, though, don't you think? Still, yeah, I think so. I, I think so. I don't. I mean, we'll we'll really know we'll know more next week. Honestly, yeah. I, I made this point on the on the DLF Dynasty podcast um, earlier this week that normally when injuries like this happen, the first thing I like to do is, is look at some splits, look at how other players do without uh, the specific injured player. We can't do that this time because Russell Wilson is just, just never misses any time. So we don't know how Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf or or what the running game will look like without him in the lineup. Um, And of course we're talking Geno Smith as a waiver wire target. Uh, I didn't mention this, but this is, this is super flex. Um, for him yeah. specific right uh, I, I don't think barring some some crazy surprise I don't think he's going to be an option in those one quarterback dynasty leagues not somebody I would consider unless you're super desperate uh, but if you lost Russell Wilson maybe you are I, I know uh, I've, I've got Wilson on several super flex dynasty rosters and I'll I'll be doing my best to scoop up Geno Smith but I know a lot of other people will be as well. I know Gino came in the league with some pedigree and a lot of people liked him way back when. And maybe Wilson doesn't even return to Seattle next year. And maybe you know, Smith is awesome for the next six weeks. But I don't think a team's going to offer Seattle a pick for you know Smith to make him their starter. Or Seattle's going to no. say, we're trading Wilson and he's our guy. I mean, even if he plays out of his mind. So, I mean, it's just, there's just no ceiling there. Right, this is this is a short-term situation yeah. for Geno Smith, for sure. Uh, another injury was uh, sustained for Saquon Barkley. This guy, oh. man, just cannot stay healthy. This one was a little bit of a fluke. Wasn't even involved in the play. Steps on uh, the defender's ankle and, and turn, or steps on the defender's foot and turns his own ankle. Uh, it, it has been reported as a low ankle sprain, not a high ankle sprain. So that's that's good news. But still going to miss. I uh, believe the number I saw was between two and four weeks, and, and they showed the close-up of that ankle there on the sidelines, and uh, I'm, I'm surprised it's only a couple weeks. That looked looked pretty nasty. That leaves Devontae Booker as the starter. I thought Booker actually looked decent yeah. um, taking over for Barkley, uh, but, man, that, that Giants team, we'll talk about uh, their quarterback situation soon, feels cursed to lose. They lose Galladay. They lose Barkley. They lose Daniel Jones all in that same game. They were already missing Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. Uh, Evan Ingram still not really back to what we expect him to be. Maybe maybe that's health-related. Uh, th- this poor team is is just in for it this year. Oh, man. I mean, you lose Jones, Barkley, and Galladay in the same game. Like, holy cow. And this offense has showed signs of life, so I don't know what to do with it. Like, Kadarius yeah. Tony looks great, and I thought Jones was playing way above my expectations, and Shepard right. was excellent before he got hurt, and maybe this offensive staff is getting more out of this group, and the O-line's not as much of a liability. So, I have some interest in Booker. I mean, I think he's an NFL back. He'll catch some passes. Um, just a side note on Barkley, I know this injury was fluky, but... 
he's got quite the history already. I wonder if he's like a Bo Jackson that just, his body just creates too much force for his bones and structure to handle. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the the term injury prone has certainly been thrown around with uh, when talking about Saquon Barkley. He's he's already lost um, a decent amount of dynasty value because of these injuries, not this one specifically, uh, but but this is just another That's you know true. another piece yeah. to a puzzle that that we don't really like to see. And uh, yeah, it, it's just it's just getting tough to to trust him for long periods of time from a dynasty standpoint. Big time. Uh, I do think even with potentially only being a couple weeks, knowing that history of what we've seen from Barkley, uh, Booker is another guy, and no matter what the format, one quarterback, um, super flex, or even redraft leagues, I would be very aggressive in going after him, uh, trying to get him on my roster in waivers. That may be, if, if you're talking – Blind bid waiver money. That may be an all-in type situation uh, yet again. We've we've seen a couple of those already. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, I know, was a player that that uh, people spent all of their fab on. Maybe it was Damian Williams last week if he was on your waiver wire. Uh, and, and now now Devontae Booker, another option for that. Yeah, I I tend to agree. I mean, I think I would spend a big buck on Booker because I mean we saw Barkley even at the beginning of the year get eased back slow from the last injury you know i would right. imagine he's not just going to hop in after what we saw at that ankle and just be the man again and heck he might get hurt again in week 12 yeah even if he's back in in two or three weeks you expect booker may may still have a role when we come back we will take a look at a few other waiver wire targets for dynasty leagues First, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action as well. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs for the playoff. Head to the website or use your mobile device, very easy, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus, 50%. You're going to use our locked on, locked on promo code, locked on, all one word, all caps, 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Matt, we talked about two of the main Dynasty waiver wire targets already due to some injuries. Geno Smith, Devontae Booker, of course, injuries to Russell Wilson and Saquon Barkley. So look for those players on your waiver wire. Uh, There's a few others, though. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, of course, stepped in. In week five for Logan Thomas, Thomas uh, suffered the injury in week four. He's now on the injured reserve, so he'll he will miss at least two more weeks. Uh, Seals Jones, I thought played great. Didn't put up a huge uh, huge numbers in the box score, but overall I, I was impressed. He played a ton. 
uh, played almost every single snap and ran routes on almost every single Taylor Heineke drop back uh, and saw eight targets, which I believe was tied for second on the team, uh, only behind Terry McLaurin. So I was pretty impressed with Ricky Seals-Jones. He's You said this with Geno Smith as far as not having that long-term upside, mostly due to age and what we've seen in the past. I think that's true of Seals-Jones as well, but uh, if, if you need a tight end, you can plug him in over the next two or three weeks. I agree. I agree. I mean, he has a little bit of track record in this league, and he's not much of a blocker, but Washington, neither was Logan Thomas. You know, they're, that's not what yeah. they're really asking for the position. They just want a big receiving option. He, he fits that, and as you kind of alluded to, his usage was excellent this past week. So, yeah, I'm in. I mean, I don't know that he's a top 12 starter on game day, but he's not far off considering how bad some of the tight ends are right now. Yeah, exactly. On Sunday, it's I would say it's very likely that Juju Smith-Schuster's Steelers career came to an end with Probably. that shoulder injury. Already underwent surgery. He is reportedly going to miss the rest of the year. We know he's a free agent. We all expected him to move on. Last offseason, he chose to uh, come back for one more year. Uh, for, for many reasons, that was probably a mistake on his part, maybe a mistake on the Steelers' part as well to even bring him back. But uh, for now, Juju is is done for the year, it looks like, and uh, I think, according to reports at least, the Steelers are turning to Anthony Miller for some depth. Uh, we saw a couple of guys, McLeod, and, you know, of course you know the names better than I do, Matt. Uh, Cody White, I think, was another yeah. who came in when, when Juju went out of the game, but I, even with Miller, who's, you know, he's been fine in his career with the Bears earlier with the Texans who released him a couple weeks ago. Um, this feels like just good news for Claypool, good news for Deontay Johnson. And, you know, maybe Ebron or Fryermuth see, see a few more looks. But as far as chasing Miller or, or any of these other guys, I'm I'm not really into it. How about you? No, I agree. I mean, I liked Miller at one point, and I liked him coming out of school. Yeah. I, I, not, I have to look into his story. I'm not sure why he fell out of favor so much with the Bears that they just wanted him out the door. I, I don't know if it's a character or personality type of thing. He's a true slot. Um, it, it'll be difficult for him to just jump into that role. They were using Claypool in the slot a little bit. You mentioned it. Deontay and Claypool, to me, get a bump for sure, and they're the they're the Lockett and Metcalf in a way, I mean, to, to be honest with you. And people looking at Ray Ray McLeod, he's only he's gotten snaps the last two weeks only because receivers have gotten hurt. I mean, he's a gadget guy, returner. They don't want to be right. playing him, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of how I was looking at it. Uh, Miller did seem to fall out of favor in Chicago due to uh, I wouldn't say off field. I guess attitude issues. Yeah, it seemed he, that he, way. He had the he had the on field fight with the uh, with the Saints defender, and it. I don't know. That seemed to be kind of the final straw for his time in in Chicago. Uh, We already talked about the injury to Saquon Barkley. We mentioned the injury to Daniel Jones as well. That was a concussion that sent him out of the game. Uh, Mike Glennon came in. I haven't seen much on on Jones' status moving forward. You would uh, would expect, because it's a concussion, possibly out for one week. Uh, Of course, those those vary in severity. So it's case-by-case basis. We would assume Daniel Jones would be back um, by week seven, if not uh, if not sooner. So yeah. probably not even taking a chance on Mike Glennon, even in a super flex league. But it's it is just a good reminder that 
even those second string quarterbacks, if you're in a deep super flex, they're they're worthy of roster spots. Uh, and and Glennon kind of fits that. He he played pretty well in in relief duty as well. I thought. I mean, he's not a terrible NFL backup, but he's never going to run. And um, again. I don't know the severity of Jones's concussion, as you mentioned. It looked like a bad one, not that there's good yeah. ones. But right. it's pretty rare nowadays for guys to miss multiple weeks with a concussion. Right. A couple other players you may want to check your waiver wire for. Brandon Bolden, we saw. Uh, we kind of saw the same thing from the New England running backs. More injuries, uh, and we saw more fumbles as well. So uh, both of those things could open the door for Brandon Bolden. Just that, that depth veteran piece, the special teams uh, guy. He's He's been getting more snaps lately, uh, both carries and targets going his way. So, again, desperate for a running back. Maybe Brandon Bolden is your guy. And Ross Dwelly, another injury from week four uh, that impacted the tight end position. George Kittle ended up on IR. He'll miss two more weeks. Ross Dwelly is his backup and the new starter for a couple weeks. Didn't do much last week. That's that's kind of a shot in the dark. But he did okay uh, last year taking over for Kittle as well. Matt, when we come back, we will take a look at some breakout players and try to decide if we want to buy in on the hype. All right, let me take a chance here, you know, a little time out of our, to talk about rockauto.com. Um, they've been a really good good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, in a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for, for, for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in there. How do you, how did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you. That's locked on two words, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Thanks for making lockdown dynasty. Your first listen every day, come back tomorrow when we will be talking about more October dynasty ADP. We'll be taking a look at the top five players at each position. Now, make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. Oh, those guys know what they're talking about, too. Eh, one of them. Really, <laughs> the Peacock guy's good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Matt, let's talk about a few players who are enjoying breakouts this first uh, month of the season, first month, month plus, I should say. Let's start with Debo Samuel, uh, looking like the clear wide receiver one in San Francisco. Not only the wide receiver one, the top option, which is a little surprising. Of course, 
Kittle's injury is factored into that. But even before he was out of the lineup, it was the Debo Samuel show. Uh, Debo's a player who has, has dealt with a long injury history himself. That's what has me staying away from buying him. Um, what what are your thoughts on Debo Samuel? Yeah, I mean, that's a great point about the injuries. And he plays so hard and initiates contact more than most receivers. Boy, I like the player coming out of college, and I still do, yeah. though. I think you I – and mean, we've talked about him for years. I mean, I don't think there's any complaints. Him as a player, Kittle's awful hard to trust. It seems like Ayuk's starting to slowly creep back into favor, but – What's the quarterback situation like? It looks like Lance got hurt this past week. I didn't realize that watching the game. I'm not sure it matters. You know, Lance looks like he's in over his head as a passer. The Niners aren't what we thought they are, but I would yeah. sure like to have Debo Samuel on my fantasy team right now, on my dynasty team. I would as well. Uh, it, it's he, He's one of those, if you could somehow guarantee me that he wasn't going to get hurt, I would be targeting him. Uh, in all of my leagues, even with his price on the way up. Uh, but I just uh, unfortunately can't get that out of out of my mind, that injury history. Hmm. It, it dates back to college um, in South Carolina and, and has bothered him pretty much every season of his NFL career. So would love to see him break that and, and turn that around, stay healthy. Uh, the, the Niners are, already have some quarterback issues. Of course, Jimmy Garoppolo missed week five with that injury. His status moving forward is kind of up in the air. Uh, now Trey Lance has a knee injury that could cost him time. Uh, the Niners are one of those teams with a bye in week six. So uh, gives those guys, both quarterbacks, a little time to get healthy, and then we'll see who is the starter in week seven. You mentioned Kadarius Tony earlier in the episode. He uh, started very slowly. Reminds me of many other rookie wide receivers we've seen over the years uh, who look like a non-factor in week one, week two, week three, and and then things start to change. That's what happened with week with Kadarius Tony. Got a little more playing time in week four with some injuries there in New York, and then totally blew up in week five. And uh, all of a sudden is is really the talk of the dynasty community. Uh, how high are you on Kadarius Tony? Who it's tough because I he wasn't for me coming out of college, and I don't right. really own him anywhere. And thought he was a little well, gadgety. I, I think that's. I mean, what you're saying is true of almost everyone. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you almost everyone. Right, almost everyone thought the first round draft capital was was not only too high, but, you know, almost comical uh, to some point, even though we heard Green Bay wanted to use their first round pick on him. Um, Jacksonville. And, and Jacksonville wanted to use their first round pick on him. So this was not a just a, a reach by the Giants. This was a player that multiple teams valued in that range and dynasty players, myself included, and sounds like you're in that in that boat as well, Matt. Just ignored that and and had our concerns about Tony. Yeah, I mean, can you remember a, a wide receiver that went in the first round of the NFL draft that was like the 18th pick in your rookie draft? You know, and like you could get him late. Well, Hollywood Brown was kind of in that mix. Mm-hmm. Um, John was Ross, another play. John Ross was a player in that mix. Uh, although Ross's draft class kind of kept him a little bit higher. That was mm, that yeah, was yeah, somewhat of a weaker class. But uh, Holly, Hollywood Brown, Will Fuller, both of those players um, Makes sense. Were, were, yeah. were guys that we didn't, you know, we didn't trust. And, uh, you know, I would say they both have, have had mixed reviews and, and kind of an up and down career so far. So, 
you know, who, who's to say who, who won that debate? Uh, quickly on Tony, we mentioned the Giants earlier in the show. I mean, who's healthy, who isn't? Shepard should be back. The Zach Cloud things, Slayton, Galladay's week to week. Um, can you trust Engram? Like, it, it's just a hard offense to wrap your head around right now, especially if right. the quarterback isn't isn't available. But what I will say is, kind of like Debo, I think Tony will probably get carries every week. We know that's super yeah. valuable. And, boy, does he pass the eyeball test at the at the NFL level, though, too. Like, he's six foot or six one, moves like Darren Sproles or somebody like that, is yeah. remarkably shifty and flexible. He's got some rare gifts. Yeah, I don't know if you if you caught that game on Sunday, the Giants and Cowboys, but uh, I mean, fiery would would certainly be a word to yes. describe Tony as well. <laughs> yeah. He he gets nicked up. He's sitting on the bench. He's clearly frustrated that he's he's got this injury. He jumps up from his seat and and headbutts a uh, a, a you know a team staffer and uh, right cut, catches him <laughs> under the chin. Totally totally uh, accidental, but. Um, just, just really, like I said, really fiery. He, then he gets back in the game and, uh, punches the, uh, the Cowboys defender <laughs> right in the face mask and gets kicked out of the game. So, um, a little I, I don't know if, you're right. I don't know if we view those as, as positives or negatives, but this guy wants to be on the field. That's, that's very clear. Uh, and, and the price is going up very quickly. I think it's going to cost a first rounder to get you Kadarius Tony. I'm not, I'm not paying that price yet, but if I find, uh, if I find that guy in my league, who's, you know, maybe like you, Matt, maybe didn't love him coming out, had some questions, felt like they had to take him at some point, maybe early in the second round due to, due to perceived value. And, uh, they're still not sold, then I want to take advantage of that. I want to get that guy on my dynasty roster. Yeah, this this, does, this sounds like a compliment, but I don't mean it like that. He could be Corderell Patterson. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, we, we've talked enough about Patterson uh, yeah, already on, on, this, uh, on this show over the past few weeks to know he, he's had a long road, and uh, I don't think anybody – despite the success we're seeing now from the 30 year old version of Patterson, I don't think anybody wants to wait eight or eight or nine years for Tony to really pay off. No, Matt, let's end the show with a couple of tight ends who are breaking out. I believe they're both top five, uh, top five scoring tight ends on the season through five games. Dawson Knox of the bills, Dalton Schultz of the Cowboys. Uh, both of these guys, even in, in a crowded room or crowded team of, uh, of pass catchers, both of these guys are standing out, and Dawson Knox just keeps scoring touchdowns. Dalton Schultz keeps getting targets, uh, basically matching C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper for targets on a weekly basis. Are you a believer in both of these guys, either of these guys? Where do you stand on Knox and Schultz? Yeah, we'll go through these super quick. And I wanted to throw David Njoku in that mix, too, because I don't okay. know who I'd like the best of the three or how I would rank them, but I like all. I really do. You know me, I like the hot young tight ends. But, I mean, I, I like Knox coming out of school. He just keeps yeah. getting better every week. There's talent there. His situation's awesome. Schultz is going to have single coverage every route he ever runs of his life and is taking advantage of that. And I always thought Njoku's talent was really intriguing, too. I mean, he can run. He's probably going to change teams for some decent money this offseason. So, I think all those guys are 
potential starters. I mean, is maybe that strong, but maybe top 16 tight end, something like that. Yeah, I'm probably higher on them than you. It really? sounds like. I mean, you, you think about the the tight end, uh, the tight end landscape right now, and it's. I mean, it's just it's just so bad. A lot of those players that we were counting on as uh, maybe low end tight end ones, or, or players that could potentially break out, they're not breaking out. Whether it's because of injury, because of uh, struggles, whatever the case might be, they're just not getting it done. And and I think we have to, uh, you know, we have to start changing the way we value these players, especially when we've got others like Knox, like Schultz producing. I mean, when you look at our latest ADP, uh, Tyler Higby is a low end tight end one. Johnny Smith is uh, the tight end 13 overall. I mean, I would, gosh, I would easily rather have either of these guys over uh, over Johnny Smith, and that was preseason ADP, by the way. So, so things have already started to change uh, here five weeks into the year. Mm-hmm. But to think of those guys, Robert Tunyon was tight end ten, Goddard tight end nine. Um, I, I'm probably ranking those guys as high as as tight end eight or nine. Um, as much about, and that says as much about the the rest of the tight end competition as it does the play of of Schultz and. Um, and Knox, pretty strong case. You know they're they're passing every test. I mean there is a shortage. I'm with you, I guess. I mean I guess I'd have to you know really play the name game. I mean do you want them over Hunter Henry and I, I don't yes. know I those type of dudes. Yeah, I think what it comes down to for both of these players, and this is not a coincidence, they're they're both parts of two of the best offenses in the league right, in, right. in Buffalo and, and Dallas. And um, those are again, uh, teams situations that, that we want to chase. Uh, we want those players on our team. And uh, right now I think their, their value is certainly going up. Obviously uh, won't be as easy to get as they would have been a few weeks ago when, when they were almost free, but I think they're both worth investing in Um if you if you can find somebody in your league who doesn't quite believe in them, who thinks this is a little bit of a fluke, or you know would still value the name of of Dallas Goddard or uh, Hunter Henry or, or guys like that over uh, over Knox and Schultz, Evan Ingram, I would trade Evan Ingram for either one of them. I would yeah. trade Irv Smith for either one of them. So that that's kind of where I am now. Pretty strong, yeah. I, I guess so. Who's your favorite, Knox? Uh, yeah, probably Knox over Schultz. Yeah. Um, uh, Knox is a little bit younger. Um, of course, Schultz, even though he's been pretty easily outperforming um, uh, Blake Jarwin lately, he, Jarwin's still there and, and is still some competition. And top to bottom, Dallas has more competition than than Buffalo does. Um, you know, and Schultz has also done this with Michael Gallup out of the lineup, and, and Gallup will be back soon. We'll see how that impacts. Uh, the play of the tight ends. Good point. Good point. That is it for today's show. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.